Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Very busy day on the show today. There is a lot to talk about. In the final segment of the show, we're going to be joined by Michael Elgin. We're going to talk about including the tournament this past weekend. We've been plugging it all week for AAW, and he won. We'll talk to him about that here today, plus a number of other things as well. Michael Elgin joining us in the final segment of the show. Tonight is, at least for the time being, unless we hear otherwise, tonight is the end of Lucha Underground, the final episode of Ultima Lucha Trace. It is going to be a three, what's right, a two-hour show. So this would be the fourth episode, three hours so far, another two-hour show, five full hours of Ultima Lucha Trace. It concludes tonight. We can talk about that here on the program today. Last night, SmackDown Live. What did you think of the show on television? I was there live. I thought SmackDown was a great show. A great show. 205 Live, not so great. But SmackDown, I thought was really good. So how did it come across on television is my question for you here today. Interestingly enough, they did announce at the end of the show that Shane McMahon was going to appear on SmackDown next week. Those of us live never even saw that. That it was a weird... There was a weird timing issue at the end of the show. The main event actually ended early, like three or four minutes early. And I don't know if it took forever to queue up the video package or what, but the guys were just told to chill out in the ring and we'll figure out what's going on. It was very bizarre. Rarely is there a time miscue like this one here, but that happened last night. We got information on the Royal Rumble odds. Yes, there are odds out for the Royal Rumble already, and we'll tell you why. Nia Jax. Jinder Mahal's challenge to Brock Lesnar. Brock will be responding to the challenge coming up on Raw this coming Monday night. We got Raw ratings, Conor McGregor movie coming out the day after the Ted DiBiase movie and the Ric Flair 30 for 30. So much stuff to get into today, so stick around. We'll kick it up after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. There are certain people you can always trust. Your grandma, your grandma's friends, lifeguards, action movie heroes who tell you to trust them. But there's no one you can trust more than your doctor. And when it comes to their own frequent heartburn, doctors and pharmacists trust the power of the purple pill, Nexium 24-Hour. And when you choose Nexium 24-Hour, you'll see why. When it comes to heartburn, trust the brand doctors trust, Nexium 24-Hour. May take one to four days, use as directed. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I believe Mike Sempervivi will be here in a moment. A lot to get into here today on the show. Lots of news. Not going to waste any time. Last night, SmackDown show. I was there live for the first time since Hell in a Cell. They announced at the end of the show, apparently to you guys, I don't know. I never saw it. Shane McMahon appearing on WWE television or since the SmackDown next week. This was not announced to the live crowd. What happened was they did this main event. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton. And the match ended. And they start showing replays. And I looked down at my phone. And it's, I guess, on the West Coast. Like 6.56. There's four minutes left or something. I thought, that's weird. What's going on here? So I watched... And I watched, and the guys are just sitting there in the ring, and they're looking at each other, and I'm looking up on the big screen, they're showing a replay, and they're just looking at each other, and then Kevin Owens is on the stage, and him and Sammy are hugging, and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Apparently there was a timing issue, and the match ended early, and so it was rather awkward for us live, and then later, I learned that... At the end of the show, they announced that Shane McMahon was going to be back next week. And I guess people watching couldn't figure out why they made this announcement and the crowd didn't react at all. Well, the answer was, we didn't see it. So, Shane McMahon will be back next week on the show. That was the main event angle there. And live, it was a great show. Mike, are you there? I'm here. How's the show on TV? I don't know. <laughs> you don't. You didn't watch it? 
Well, the only parts I, I got to be honest, uh, the the only parts I really watched were the Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens portions of the show. Uh, the rest of it, I just basically decided to do what WWE uh, seemingly wants me to do, which is check out the video cap versions, uh, which are up on our front page and which link to them at WWE.com. So I was glad to do that because I figured you could fill me in on anything I may have possibly missed if it could have been even the slightest bit entertaining. Although I'll say this, I did have a chance to see the women's match as well. And I'd rather talk about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You didn't like the women's match? No. Really? Wow. Everybody liked the women's match. I thought this women's match was pretty good. I, thought I the bet whole... you you liked the women's match. It was. It was good. It would have been Wild's better bathing if... bathing suit is back. Well, that wasn't... It would have been much better if Carmella had been in the ring, quite frankly. But she walked mm. right over to the announce booth. That was a disaster. But yeah, the women's match, like everybody seemed to love that match. I thought that match was very good. Very. Pulp fashion. Everybody went crazy for that. They loved did it. Did you have any idea what they were talking about? Of course I did. Sin Cara, Baron Corbin was absolutely hilarious. I'm glad they threw a shout-out to me by having Baron yeah, what, Corbin beat in a minute 20. What was that about? Did we miss anything live that would have filled no. us in better on what we missed last week? Nope. He just, apparently we missed something last week, right? No, he went out there, and he decided that he's going to do a— he's not going to do an open challenge. He uh-huh. teased he was going to, but then said, I will not be defending the title tonight. I will never be defending this title in a U.S. title open challenge. Sin Cara comes out, two dives, and wins via count out. And then they just, it just ended. That's it. This guy, think about this, everybody. I don't want to complain here on this show. But since I said this was a great show, I'm also going to tell you about what wasn't great. So they're doing a storyline where Jinder Mahal is challenging Brock Lesnar for the title at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Brock isn't there all the time. So they got to set up something in the meantime or for afterwards or whatever. So AJ Styles comes out. AJ Styles comes out, and he challenges for the title. He wants a title shot. He says he's never been beaten by Jinder, which is not true, by the way. He has been beaten by Jinder. But if Vince doesn't remember, it never happened. So he goes out there to challenge Jinder Mahal, and all I can think was, why in the world, why did you make a three-way at the pay-per-view so AJ could lose the title without being pinned. AJ is, in fact, going to challenge for the title next. And so what you do in the meantime is you have Baron Corbin beat AJ Styles clean in the middle of the ring last week on television. Only for... Here's the follow-up to that, everybody. The follow-up to Baron Corbin beating AJ Styles clean in the middle last week is AJ is challenging for the title and Baron is losing to Sin Cara. What? Yeah. That is stupid. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, the Jinder Mahal announcement was great. Jinder was actually great in this segment. Oh, yeah. He was not great in the dark match. The AJ Styles-Jinder Mahal dark match was the most nothing-happening match you've ever seen, and I waited many, around for it. How many stars would you put on that thing? How many snowflakes you want to attach to it? The dark match? Uh-huh. Two. So it would be average in, in the yes, your world. Yes, being very nice, being a two-star okay. match. Now, this segment here, I thought everybody did very well. Like, his poise as a character, Jinder Mahal, has improved dramatically from when he won the title. But he still has to have matches. That's the downside. How, how, how long has it been since he switched to this? I don't know. Six months? 
Yeah, well, it should be a lot more natural now. You know, at some point, by the way. Yes, he's learning and, on the job. Well, that's the thing. And and we have given him a pass. And, and he has deserved somewhat of a pass for this because when you are, you know, pushed into that sort of spotlight, never ever being close to the level of being at it, it is tough to learn on the job. At some point, though, you do have to be comfortable with cutting promos and standing there in your suit and with your diction and – I guess he's gotten slightly better at that. I was wondering if they did anything off TV or anything like that that, you know, helped that character out a little bit more. Uh, I guess they did. Nothing happens off TV. Well, that's, yeah, and that's the thing, and nothing shown or anything like that where, you know, at some point he he does actually have to get dramatically better at this. I mean, before Royal Rumble, he's running out of time here. Mike, listen to me. He's gotten dramatically better at, like, the the poise and carrying himself. yeah. But this guy's been doing this for like 10, 15 years. I don't think he's ever going to become a better wrestler. Like, well, I know what that. you but see, but I mean, as far as the interviews and such go, I, I'm not even, I'm not even hoping for the interviews. But you know, they've put this much time into him, and I know this is the land of WWE. When, when all this is over, he could be losing in a minute and a half to like Otis Dosovic or something like that, and life would go on. I could absolutely see that happening, but. They want to actually try to build a character here in theory that's going to be in it for the long haul. And, you know, if you want to keep him somewhat in the mix of these people, you know, and have it be somewhat believable with your AJ Styles and your Sami Zayn's and Nakamura's and Orton's and such, you know, he does actually, there is an opportunity there for him, but it is going to be up to him to take it because all this other stuff, you know, you do actually have to hold against him at some point. Ziggler and Bobby Roode. It was only four minutes long, but it was like ten times better than the match at the pay-per-view. We had Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Orton and Nakamura. As noted, it was a very good match. They actually had Sami Zayn pin Randy Orton, which was the right finish with the right guy going over the right guy to get him over after his heel turn. Should mention Sami Zayn's promo at the beginning of the show was so great. Oh yeah, this man is a great heel. Him and Kevin Owens are a great heel duo. So overall, yeah, it was a great show. And then 205 Live, there was a the long fall off of. Enzo talking segment. There was a long Drew Gulak talking segment. How you doing? There was a Rich Swan-Jack Gallagher match that ended in a DQ. Ugh. And there was a main event where at least Kalisto got a win over Enzo. That was at least good. Gallagher still wrestling in the suit. Yep. Uh, Although I, I, I will admit, I went to get some food during that match. Actually, I went to get food because I just couldn't handle any more Enzo, and so I left. And it was a long time to get food, and I'm sitting there in line the entire time, and I'm thinking, is the show even going on? It's like dead silent out there. I don't hear any bumps. I don't hear any talking. I don't hear the crowd. So yeah. I was not in a hurry to get back there. Mm. But that was the SmackDown show. The lower bowl completely full, even over by the hard cam. Upper bowl completely tarped off. Is this the key arena where you at? The key arena. Now, another thing I got to mention here is I got a text before the show started. Apparently, the Rumble odds are starting to come in, and right now, Cena is slated to win, this person says. Well, the reason that happened today is because Jinder just did an interview, and he was talking about how he really wants that match with Brock Lesnar at the Survivor Series. He wants to prove that he can hang and that he wants to be one of the greatest of all time. Mm. And they asked him about his dream match, and he said he wanted John Cena at WrestleMania. 
And as we've talked about before, like John Cena's got his 16 world titles. And if he's going to ever break the record with 17, I mean, the place to do it is Mania. And really, the guy to do it is Jinder Mahal. Uh And I think that now that Jinder has mentioned that, people are taking seriously it could be that match. And therefore, Cena would win the Royal Rumble. Unless they do some other rigmarole after the Rumble to give him the shot. At Roadblock? Perhaps. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. i got a ton of news to get into, so we're going to keep going. 
Good. I'm glad we're not just going to stop, you know, right in the middle of the show. I don't think the byline would like that that much. According to WWE, Nia Jax is not gone and she never left. That's what they say. Oh, yeah? Now, she was not at Raw Monday, so she didn't walk out. That's for sure. But she wasn't there. And apparently, according to PW Insider, she's also got some, her uh, Total Divas commitments. Apparently, she's not going to be doing Total Divas, whatever they're filming this coming week. So, like, something's going on. I don't know what it is. WWE claims there's nothing going on. But things are going on. But I don't know what's going on. Does that make sense? Okay. Now that we got that news out of the way. Gotcha. Now, this person did ask on that on that subject, having not heard what you're about to say regarding Naya, and according to things Dave mentioned on Twitter, do you see or hear about a lot of unrest in and or people wanting to leave the WWE? Something seems up. Well, here's, here's the thing, everybody. People have been unhappy about their position and what's going on in WWE forever. Since, since about 1963. This is, this is absolutely nothing new. But here, here is the reality of the situation, okay? Still, right now, the only place you can go to make big, big money is WWE. And so there are, I'm sure, a lot of people unhappy. In fact, I know that Nia Jax has been unhappy about things. I was told that Nia wanted the match with Asuka at the pay-per-view. She's not getting it. And God bless her. I've seen that match live. I don't want to see it at the pay-per-view. There were some other things that she was unhappy about, but everybody gets unhappy about all sorts of things. Do you think, I've said this before, I mean, Neville walked out, so we have the answer. Austin Aries walked out. Do you think the guys on 205 Live are happy being relegated to that show, the 205 Live show on the WWE Network on Tuesday nights after SmackDown in front of a crowd that doesn't care? You think they go home every night and go, man, I've, I've hit the peak. No, of course they would want to be on Raw or SmackDown. They would want to be in better positions. They would want to make more money. But there have been people in recent years that have, in fact, been so frustrated that they left WWE. And there have been hits and there have been misses. A big hit would be Cody Rhodes. Some of the misses would be Jack Swagger and Ryback, guys that they're out there and you just never see their names anywhere. And there's a reason for that. And that is that Cody was a guy who it's not at all about the money. Literally, it's not about the money because he went out there and he worked cheap. He'd work for anybody, anywhere, cheap, while he built up his name. And, of course, now he's a big enough star that he's not working so cheap and he's not working everywhere. But he had to build it up that way. Swagger, Ryback, I mean, they went out there. They wanted a lot of money. And they're getting very, very few bookings. So the idea that, like, a bunch of people could leave WWE and there's just going to be all of this money out there on the indie scene to pay these guys, and they're going to get jobs in New Japan and, and Ring of Honor and here or there. I mean, there, there's a finite amount of money out there. I mean, if, if you're, it depends. Like, here's a good example. Aries, okay? Austin Aries, he left. Neville walked out. Neville's probably gone as well. The amount of money that those guys were making in, in, to, uh, to, to, to work 205 Live, I mean, I'm positive that Neville is going to make more money outside of WWE than he was making in WWE. However, if you take a guy like Ziggler, a main roster guy that has merchandise and is kind of pushed, okay? Ziggler is almost assuredly going to make not just less money, but a lot less money if he wants to go out there and start out doing what Cody Rhodes does. Now, maybe he could build his way back up to making comparable money, but 
the the it's just it you, you can't do that. It, it just it can't be done. And it, if you're if you're imagining like, well, you know, maybe Ziggler's going to walk and, you know, people are throwing out Bray and Bo. But those guys, there's no issue with them in WWE. They they happen to be gone at a time where there's talk of unrest. So some people are like, oh, my God, Bray White and Bo want to walk. I mean, to, for Bray White to make that, it's not going to happen. Bo, maybe, because Bo just never does anything. But, like, if Ziggler and Bo and Bray and Neville and Nia and who else has been rumored? All these wacky rumors. Daniel Bryan. I mean, there's no way that all of these people could leave and go out there and make anything close to the kind of money they're going to make in WWE. That's why when people get upset about the company, they start asking around, like, you know, what's going on? What are, what are the possibilities out there? I mean, Chris Jericho just, I think it was Jericho, somebody, I just saw it today, like somebody was talking about the idea of, I think it was Jericho talking about Neville leaving. And, uh, you know, he made some sort of comment about how you're asking people about a safety net that you can't see. I think that was the quote. Like, you don't know. You have absolutely no idea what's out there. And for a lot of these guys that are making a lot of money, whether they're happy or not, I mean, that's a big step to take. And no matter how upset people are going to be, there's a lot of people that just aren't going to take that step. No. And the thing with Neville is Neville's got options. He was a name before. He's got a place to go home to that's going to welcome him with open arms in Dragon Gate. He's got places on the indie scene. He's got places in his home country and all over the U.K. that he could go to. He's got options. He's got a name that he can literally take with him. He's known as Pac. A lot of those other guys aren't going to have that name, or women. Nia Jax isn't going to be Nia Jax. Dolph Ziggler's not going to be Dolph Ziggler. And that's something else My you got to play the, into that. Can you imagine the pay cut that Nia would take if she walked out and just, like, wanted to work shimmer? Well, that, yeah. I mean, exactly. And well, what are her options? That's that's a problem. And people are as loyal as their options, too. I mean, it's a lot easier to get frustrated if you have some money in the bank and you have some security and you have enough confidence in yourself that you have somewhere else to go. But... You know, it's like a caller called in on Monday and said, you know, can we see guys on the indie scene blowing off WWE more and more using the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes in his example? But, you know, your Young Bucks, your Briscoes, your Cody Rhodes, your guys like that, they tend to be the exceptions to the rule over whether or not WWE, even for a short period of time, is like a magic lottery ticket. Even if people don't believe that they can actually make it through NXT and never make it to the main roster, you know, sometimes you have to take that chance and you have to accept, you know, WWE's offer if you do want to try to to make it somewhere. But not everybody is like that. But in most cases, most people are going to be better off in WWE financially than they would be somewhere else. And they do have to kind of grin and bear it for a while before they either have enough or they're able to build up themselves enough where they think that they can go out there and do something. You know, Jack Swagger right now is Jack Swagger on the independent scene. You just probably wouldn't know that because you haven't gone to see Jack Swagger or you haven't seen the championship wrestling from Hollywood show uh, air, you know, because that's where he seemingly has popped up at. He and Alberto Del Rio, which was another name for... Now, granted, there's a lot of different reasons there on why his name isn't as shiny as it once was, but he goes back to WWE, comes back out again, and you see where his landscape is right now, and it'd probably be even worse if it wasn't for Mexico. In fact, it's guaranteed it would be a whole hell of a lot worse if it wasn't for Mexico. So, you know, everybody's situation is completely different. 
you know, I guess if you're really rooting against WWE, you really better go out there and support those indies, support WWN and Ring of Honor and anybody else that appears on a streaming service or an iPay-per-view because that's going to be the only way, that New Japan, that these you know guys are actually able to carve into something else. Sprizier says, also these guys have to be able to work indie style. Cody is barely hanging on for a spot as good as he has. That's not true at all. That's not true. Listen, if you don't think that Cody can hang with the other guys on the indie scene, I mean, that's fine. That's your opinion. That's great. This guy's your Ring of Honor champion. He's out there. The fans are chanting, thank you, Cody. He's getting bookings all over the world. Like, whether or not you think that he's at the level of anybody else, it has not mattered one single solitary bit. If if you, doesn't matter who you are, if you go out there and you can sell some tickets for a promotion and you can make a name for yourself and people are going to show up and there's going to be a long, long line for you and, and people are going to be in here, it doesn't matter how well you work or if you work indie style or whatever. Cody's the proof of that right there. Yeah. There's so much heat on Cody for people to think that he can't work that style. And he's out there making money, and he's doing it. And he's Don't been a you, huge success. You can't, you know, it be interchangeable with, you know, what the Young Bucks do or what somebody else may do in the entire indie scene. You know what I mean? You know, there's 31 flavors, and, yeah, there's shows like PWG, but not all the shows are like PWG. We're going to have Michael Elgin coming up, you know, who works about every indie out there, including having his own training school. Uh, and indie glory pro and we can talk to him about that and mike welgan obviously he does some big moves and there's people like keith lee who do some big things but it's not like that's the only thing you're seeing out there on the independent scene i mean you know when it comes to shows like say and evolve or something like that i mean with Catchpoint, it's more of a ground-based thing anyway and you have your darby allens to do you know something crazy and something like that but like you know what people think of when it comes to the bucks or, or those types of people that's not everybody should mention Conor McGregor film, November 8th. Conor McGregor Notorious, one-day theatrical release. November 8th is noted. The day after the Ted DiBiase film debuts, one day only in theaters. November 7th, 7 p.m., all over the place. You can check it out online. And November 7th, also the Ric Flair 30 for 30. So November 7th and 8th, there's going to be a lot of things debuting. The presentation is a combination of the documentary and will also include an interview with McGregor. It will be taped at the world premiere of the documentary in Dublin. Covers McGregor's life as an apprentice plumber living in his mother's apartment in a spare room with his girlfriend before making it big as a UFC fighter. Covers his entire career all the way through the Floyd Mayweather fight. And finally, before this break, my favorite headline of the year, MMA fighting. Pregnant Juliana Pena explains decision to put UFC career on hold. The explanation is she's pregnant. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. There are certain people you can always trust. Your grandma, your grandma's friends, lifeguards, action movie heroes who tell you to trust them. But there's no one you can trust more than your doctor. And when it comes to their own frequent heartburn, doctors and pharmacists trust the power of the purple pill, Nexium 24-Hour. And when you choose Nexium 24-Hour, you'll see why. When it comes to heartburn, trust the brand doctors trust. Nexium 24-Hour. May take one to four days, use as directed. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 
Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Michael Elgin. Big Mike is here on the show. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Not too bad. It's kind of a stupid question to start off with, but... Have you always been big? Like, when you were a little kid, were you like that big kid, or, or were you like one of those tall, lanky kids that, as you got older, just kind of blew up? No, I was uh, the short, fat kid. Mm. Now, being a big baseball fan, did they stick you at catcher, or were you big enough where you you know you could play first, or did they think, okay, big, stocky kid, this kid's going to have to catch? I actually played first. Uh, there was no way I was playing catcher, and they knew that because I was not crouching down for the entire game. <laughs> now, when did you first start watching pro wrestling? I mean, I, obviously you were a big fan of, of baseball and wanted to, uh, I guess, did you did you want to go pro in, in baseball? I mean, wh- what was the story of your, was, your childhood? Okay, so I was always a wrestling fan, and wrestling came first, and I was not into hockey so as a kid my family put me into baseball and I enjoyed baseball you know playing it and then I tried to play it in high school but my coach 
this is a weird story. So in Canada, sports in schools is not as big as it is in the U.S. Um, even hockey, you know, not a lot of schools even had a hockey team. So when we got baseball, a lot of tournament play happened to be on the weekends, and that's why a lot of schools didn't have teams because coaches weren't willing to give up their weekends. So when they ended up putting the sports into into high school, you would have a lot of tournament play on weekends. And I was starting training at 14, so when I was in high school, it was kind of given the option to either play baseball on the team or wrestle, and I gave up baseball to wrestle, and then the same happened when I was in college. So the, the game plan was always wrestling. Um, and then the whole I wanted to do some tryout got blown over, blown way out of proportion. The thing was that they do these tryouts, and a bunch of teams go to the tryouts, and it's free. You know, you just have to get yourself there. And I had so much more time than I was ever used to having because since the age of 16, I was wrestling every weekend. And then I signed exclusive to the Ring of Honor. So you would have, you know, three, two to three weekends off a month that I didn't know what to do with myself. So I started liking baseball more and more and then decided I wanted to do the tryout, not to try to quit wrestling and play pro baseball. I just wanted to do something because baseball was on my mind and just to do the trial because often as a human being, you just like to test yourself. Now, when you first got the gig with New Japan as part of, of the Ring of Honor working agreement, I mean, this was 2015, and it really, like New Japan really seemed to to reignite your career and kind of would you even say that it kind of turned everything around for you, or or how would you how would you classify the move to New Japan in your career? Um, a little bit of everything you just said. You know, um, Japan was one of my biggest goals because I remember, you know, Canada was a WWF territory when I was growing up, so that's all we got. But in '92, a friend of mine got a satellite dish, and he got. WCW, and it just happened to be that the WCW event we watched was the tag team tournament. So I saw the likes of Hashimoto and Hase as a team, and then Dr. Death and Terry Gordy. So early on, I mean, in 92, 93, we were trying to get our hands on videotapes from magazines through using an older brother's checkbook. Um, so I got into Japanese wrestling at a really young age, so it's where I always wanted to be. And um, you know, I was just having a difficult time at Ring of Honor for many reasons, and it just wasn't a good match anymore. So going to the shows was almost depressing at a time that I loved wrestling so much. So it just kind of affected me in that way. And then when I went to Japan, I was happy again, so I got to be myself again. Now, in that in that two-and-a-half-year period, I mean, it, it really seems like it's been like two years in the indies of, have really... They've kind of blown up all over the place. I mean, when I was when I was younger, I mean, I just know that everyone I knew in wrestling, the idea that you would ever be a wrestler and then decide to promote shows, it was like, these were the crazy guys. Like, why in the world would you want to be a promoter? But now there's so many guys like you that are wrestling and promoting and seem to be having a good time. Like the AAW show this weekend, I mean, it did great, and you've got PWG and Ring of Honor is doing well, and it just seems like everything's blown up in the past two years. What's your experience been? My experience has been tremendous. I mean, uh, luckily, you know, I've ran shows to 
successfully. Um, we haven't lost any money, but any money that are made from the shows, they're going back into the shows. And uh, we just announced the show Sunday, which we sold 400 out of 600 tickets in three days already. So, I mean, I'm having a blast. And it's just a, really I wanted to start a wrestling show to give a platform for my students since I have the school out here. But also a lot of other guys that I've seen on my travels that I think are super talented and really just haven't got the eyes on them yet. And I'm happy to say, you know, because I've been using these guys and kind of getting their names out there, you know, I've seen just alone with AEW, they started using Jake something, Myron Reed, Kurt Stallion, and, and giving Paco Gonzalez a full-time spot. And that's really because I have such a good relationship with AEW and I've been giving them the DVDs of all the shows and they've been impressed with them. And that was the goal starting a promotion was to really just get eyes on people that I was big fans of and, and try to do promote, promoting and running a show and booking the show the way I saw fit. And it's really turned out well. Mike, I definitely have questions for you about Glory Pro and about what it's like to this balance of, of training guys and promoting uh, while you're working so hard out there on the independent scene and traveling overseas. But back to AEW for a minute, Jim Lynham, which – the tournament was named after has been a big influence in the Chicago scene, obviously was one of the reasons that AAW has grown to the position that it's in. What can you talk about? What can you say about Jim Lynham and some of the things that you kind of learned uh, that you've been able to apply to your own promotion and what he meant to you? You know, the, the biggest thing I took away from him was just how to treat talent. You know, he was always very pleasant. And even though he was in a position of authority, he never made it seem like he was in a position of authority. You know, he talked to everybody with respect. He asked for ideas. He he was always pleasant, tried to talk to you about, you know, life, not just what was going on at the show. And I try to do that with my guys. You know, I want them to be happy to be part of the show because I've been on shows where I'm unhappy to be at. And I never want that to happen. I want them to be able to touch base with me and I want them to be able to know what's going on and, and uh, just be happy to be part of the product because if you're happy at the show you're doing, then you're going to put be- you're going to put forth your best work, and that's really I think what Jim showed me. And uh, we had a great relationship, you know, because my wife wrestled there for years before I even started full time, and they had a great relationship. So when she slowed down her bookings, you know, we would often just talk about what was going on in life with her, and and then when. Everything like that. So you know, he was just a very down-to-earth guy that really cared about everybody personally on a show, not just professionally. There were other shows that took place over the weekend. Evolve ran a couple of shows. Ring of Honor obviously had their four Global War shows. There were other shows that took place, you know, throughout the world. How difficult is it when you have longstanding relationships with so many people and with the indie scene blowing up so much? Is it difficult at all to try to pick and choose between which shows that that you would want to work, or is everybody pretty understanding that it's a uh, it's a competitive market out there right now, and you have to really try to scramble? I, I think I think people uh, are very understanding. Um, but for me, you know, it's quite easy. I know where I enjoy performing. I know what shows I have a good time at. And that's really what it's about now. You know, uh, I, I've been very lucky enough to be put in a position um, with New Japan where really if I was home, I wouldn't have to work. But I enjoy working, and I enjoy working for promotions I work for. So I try to keep myself busy when I am home. 
and that's just because I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoy the the people that I work for. A lot of talent in the Midwest as you know over the years that has come through Detroit and Chicago, many areas. One of the places they came out of was Harley Race's WLW school, and now you kind of have a, a spiritual extension of that with Glory Pro. Uh, obviously, you were in AAW this weekend, but you did run a show. Uh, obviously, not as fla- uh, flashy, you know, no Keith Lee or no, some of these other bigger names out there, but kids who are on the come up and grinding away. You wrestled Myron Reed uh, on the AAW show, but can you talk a, a little bit about a couple of other your kids that, that may be on the rise and, and, and what how fulfilling those shows have been for you? Well, um, first, we did. I mean, we had Pentagon and Phoenix. And we also had Mark Haskins and Shane Strickland. So we did have quite a few, you know, of the top there on the show. Um, But, yeah, you know, the most fulfilling part is getting guys' names out there. As I said, uh, Myron I had a hand training in because he did, like, four of my week-long camps and then stayed with me a few extra weeks to train. And to see the growth he's had is incredible. And, uh, you know, he's so talented, and that's why I kind of wanted to put the spotlight on him with Glory Pro because he was so talented and I thought he deserved he deserved eyes on him and then you know Paco Gonzalez is really blowing up Kurt Stallion is really blowing up and uh, all the kids you know I hate to be that trainer but they all have something special about them like I was just talking to my student Danny Adams today and I told him how much he reminded me of Jimmy Jacobs because he's not the most athletic and, and sometimes not very crisp but if you put him into a situation, get to talk and build a feud and tell a story, there's nobody better than him. You had the matches with Kenny Omega, the G1 special in the USA, and obviously the G1 Climax. Of the two, which match did you enjoy more? Which one did you think was a better match? Um... I, you know, I really enjoy them both, and I really enjoy wrestling Kenny Omega. Um, we're on a similar wavelength, so when we're talking, we often, you know, finish finish each other's thought processes. So um, it's hard to pinpoint which which match I like better because uh, I feel we try to make them different, and with trying to make them different, you know, they all kind of stand out. To now, what were your thoughts when you essentially were told that you're going over Okada here in this match? I'm sorry, Omega. I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? What were your thoughts, I mean, when they told you... I mean, first off, you had the uh, uh, you had the Suzuki match as well, which set up the, uh, the Lumberjack match. I mean, what were your thoughts when you were told, like, you're going over Omega here, you're going over Suzuki here? Obviously, it's, it's the G1, and, and there are... I mean, anything can happen in a lot of these matches that we saw, but... Were you surprised by either of those decisions? Um, I don't know that I was surprised. Um, and the only reason I would say that is, you know, um, New Japan has has really shown that they enjoy my work and put me in big spots because they have faith in me. So um, without, you know, sounding cocky, it wasn't surprising, you know, but uh, I was definitely, definitely happy to hear that Going over in those two matches might mean future matchups with both of them. I guess what we really uh, know we're coming up on the break here, but uh, when we get back from break, you know, you you almost broke the internet. So we're definitely going to want you to talk about the announcement made for Glory Pro and the anniversary show 
coming up between A.R. Fox and Naito because uh, that certainly uh, has garnered a lot of attention. So definitely want to talk to you about uh, that when we get back from break here. All right, back in just a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Michael Elgin is here. Got about 90 seconds, so Michael, some notes on the AR Fox Naito match, which is coming up, Glory Pro in February, and let's get some plugs out for all of your stuff. 
Yeah, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to get Nido coming in, and we put him against AR Fox. Uh, you can check out us on Twitter, at GloryPro2017. we got a website up where it can connect you to get tickets, which is GloryProWrestling.com, and hopefully uh, hopefully we can sell it out uh, before the end of the year, which will be nice and definitely calming for myself. And Michael Elgin 25 on Twitter, if you want to check him out there, ElginBookings at gmail.com. And you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Michael Elgin. And as noted, the promotion GloryPro2017 on Twitter, at GloryPro2017. Can you guarantee there will be no glass in this AR Fox match, at least for me, Michael? <laughs> yes. I, I have not done any any glass or anything like that. We've done a dog collar match, but I'm very much trying to make it uh, like an old-school territory-type feel when you're watching the events and what the angles we've been doing. Because that's the kind of wrestling I really enjoy with the uh, with the angles and stuff. You know, obviously I like the modern style, but I definitely enjoy the the um, the pacing and, and the storytelling of the the old territories. Man, a dog collar match. That's awesome. Hey, forget that. What I want to see at that point would be an IWGP Championship match because that could possibly happen by the time that match takes place in February. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's yeah, awesome. that's quite possible. That's right. Well, Michael, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. As noted, at MichaelElgin25 on Twitter, everything you need to know is up there, including a pinned tweet about his next five-day camp and info on class if you want to train with Michael. Thanks so much for doing the show today. Best of luck with everything. We are totally out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike, as always, everybody in the studio. Talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.